If you're anything like me, you might think that committing your life to science would be predictable and boring, kind of like the scientific method we learned about in sixth grade with typical expectations, experiments, and results. But the first year of my PhD research was just the opposite. It involved drugs, ear piercings, and a night in jail. Let me explain. When I signed up for a PhD, I expected to research how we can find a better balance between wildlife conservation and farming. I wanted to know if there's a way to grow more food and to preserve more wild plants and animals all in one place. I quickly realized it's easy to measure how food production is doing by looking at wheat yields and farmers' bank accounts. But it was a lot harder to measure how well the wild plants and animals were doing. To do that, I needed to measure biodiversity. And scientists use biodiversity as a fancy term to describe the variety of natural life in an area. And we know that more of it usually results in a healthier place. You could think of biodiversity as one big healthy giant. And to see how well it's doing, we have to take its vital signs in a few different ways. So just like we check body temperature, blood pressure, and pulse for a human, we look at plant, insect, and mammal diversity to measure the health of a landscape. So to measure biodiversity, I crawled around on the ground looking at plants and stomped through the plants swinging a giant sweep net to capture bugs. But mammal trapping was a whole other story. Mammal trapping is an art that feels kind of like a crime. I learned how to trap small mammals from someone they call Owl Man. He spends most of his time prowling around canyons in Utah trapping giant scary rats. But this time, Owlman and I went out to one of the farms I study, and he taught me to think like a mouse. We crawled around in the dusk, set the mammal tra traps on a sampling grid, baited them, and sat back to wait until morning. So you're thinking, when does the crime part come in? The drugs and the jail and the ear piercing? Well, you see, scientific small mammal sampling required me to be a bad influence. We had to lure the mammals into the traps, so that's where the drugs come in. Peanut butter is the equivalent of crack cocaine to a rodent. It makes them so loony they want to hop right in the trap. And when they come sniffing, they set one curious little foot on the trap floor and bang, the door snaps shut and they're stuck until morning. This is the jail part. Though to be fair, the trap looks less like a jail cell and more like a tiny silver bullet trailer for mice. But we do hold them there against their will until we release them at dawn. As for the piercings, we need a way to keep track of those little guys after we've caught them and to know if we catch a repeat offender next year when we sample. So imagine holding a quivering little mouse by the scruff of its neck and taking a staple gun loaded with little individually numbered staples and just pinching it into their ear, and then they're marked. So here's the last twist. We expected that when we set out a bunch of mammal traps, would catch a bunch of mammals and better understand the farm's mammal diversity. Just like the scientific method, right? Expectation, experiment, result. So this fall, Owlman and I snuck out into the night and set out 60 traps for two nights in a row with a total of 120 chances to catch something. At dawn, we crept into the field, moving stealthily from trap to trap, checking for the results, and we caught one mouse. This pitiful result suggests that there's a whole lot of wholesome mice who avoided my tactics this year. One little rebel doesn't tell us much about the biodiversity of the entire small mammal community in my site. So I'm currently scheming how to be a worse influence next year and to entice more of those moral mice into drugs and ear-piercing jail. 
But who knows what will happen? Because if I've learned anything from this year, science is anything but predictable.